ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ASIAL Security Insider podcast. And our guest today is David Cameron, Chief Security Officer for International SOS. David, how are you? Very good, thanks, John. How are you? Very well, thank you. Now, David, perhaps you can start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, as in your your background, and what is International SOS for those people who are listening? Sure, John. Uh uh, my career started as uh, as an army officer, so I, I spent 17 years in um, in the Australian Army, uh, and uh, and then I moved into banking for a few years um, in a in a in a management role, and uh, and then joined International SOS uh, many many years ago, in 2002, in Singapore, and and uh, have then spent. Um, uh, four years in Singapore, a couple of years in the US, a couple of years in the UK, um, and have been um, in the role of Chief Security Officer for 11 years now and based in Sydney. Okay, and what is it that International SOS does? Uh, International SOS is the world's largest uh, integrated assistance uh, company and provides workforce resilience services. So. We, um, we support clients across uh, a thousand remote sites around the world. Um, we assist um, their international travelers and assignees. Um, we also provide support for their domestic workforce, um, you know, to, to support the resilience of their, their business. Okay, fantastic. So, David, you are presenting at this year's uh, ASIAL Security Conference around uh, challenges and opportunities coming out of the pandemic from a security point of view. And as part of that, you've spoken to a range of security managers in sort of large Fortune 500 companies who are members of FaZe. Can you tell us a little bit about FaZe for the people who are listening to this in case they don't know what it is? Yes, um, the the Forum of Australian Security Executives is... Uh is a group of um, senior security executives, typically the the top security executive um, representing uh, you know medium and large businesses uh, across Australia. Um, many are international businesses um, uh, and uh, that group meets to share best practice um, to uh, to interface with government as well and um, uh, you know, to uh, to work together to improve security generally. So I've been a member of FaZe, I think, for the past six years, um, and a fantastic sort of uh, a networking uh, group and, um, you know, best practice uh, sharing group. Yeah, and well, I think we've had a, a couple of members of FaZe on in the past, including Nicholas Martin, who I believe was or is the current chair. He is the is the chair, yeah. 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 Nick um, Nick is our fearless leader and does a great job with FaZe. <laughs> so in your discussions with the members of FaZe, talking about, you know, challenges and opportunities coming out of the pandemic, can you tell me a little bit about what you're finding and how the pandemic has affected security managers across the companies that you've been dealing with? Yeah, certainly, John. Um, I, th- I think that the, the first thing is... Um, when when uh, when surveying uh, phase, it, it, there were there were real differences in the responses, and that's reflective of the different contexts of uh, of different organisations. So we we have across phase 
um, organizations like my own, which are sort of medium-sized organizations with a really large global footprint um, uh, and working in a, in a service capacity. We have, you know, organizations in infrastructure, in energy, um, so quite quite broad segmentation. I think for this survey, um, there were there were 11 uh, different market segments uh, represented and re- real differences in terms of how uh, COVID-19 has affected them um, and the way the way that they have seen this from a productivity perspective. So I think um, what it reinforced to me, first of all, was that um, that context is really important because, for example, for myself, I work in an organisation that, that has over a thousand doctors um, and our doctors have been really at the forefront um, in our response to the pandemic and, and have had a really big role to play in uh, our crisis management teams. Um, so that, that has coloured my experience of pandemic. In many other organisations, security has really stepped up and taken the lead um, in, uh, in running crisis management teams. Um, and, uh, and so there is, there is quite a, quite a, a difference uh, across uh, different businesses. And that, that flows through to also, um, you know, the challenges and opportunities that businesses have seen through, through the pandemic. Yeah, because I mean, typically the security manager wasn't the one who was the lead on the crisis management team. We used to have experts that would deal in crisis management. Why is it that you believe that that's sort of become a part of the security management portfolio? I, I think um, COVID-19 has been and continues to be, um, you know, coloured by great uncertainty. And what was sort of fed back in this survey was I think security professionals feel and see themselves as being, you know, highly resilient, um, very good at uh, handling situations of volatility and uncertainty. And the confidence, I think, which which the group sort of um, portrays to their business has been reflected by you know the the confidence that's been shown in them. So, so that that um, that sense that we are good, we do, you know, manage uncertainty very well, has um, encouraged business leaders to look to the security function uh, in many organisations. Um, you know, to 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 step up and and fill that gap. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the context of crisis management we often talk about black swan events being those very, very rare, rare, rare things that we don't expect to happen more than maybe once in a lifetime, once every a couple of lifetimes. But it seems like all the black swans are turning white in the last 18 months. Uh, I mean, <laughs> how, how are people dealing with this? Yeah, that, that's that's a really good point. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of the feedback that I received in the survey indicated that Teams are stressed. Um, they, they've been stretched, and I look at my own um, circumstance. I've had the benefit, actually, through COVID, of of having a very large team um, that supports the management of um, uh, of sort of critical incidents for clients, and so has been able to you know mobilise for our for our own business continuity needs. But then at the same time, um, you know, on the international front, we've had you know Myanmar. Um, Chad, Northern Mozambique, um, all where we have 
significant operations and presence and all affected by political instability um, or security threats. Um, so, you know, I, I felt at times uh, really pulled in, in many different directions. And I think that's, regardless of context, um, that was a consistent theme that I, that I was receiving back in the survey is that, yes, um, it's been a really stressful time. And, um, and, you know, fortunately, we're a very resilient group, but we have to acknowledge that um, we, we are doing more with less. We are pulled in many different directions and uh, it, it takes its toll. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, you, you can't... Um, you can't underestimate, um, you know, how, how demanding that, you know, the last 18 months has been on people. Yeah. It, it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're the one who's been talking to all of these people, but it seems around the crisis communications piece, and this is something we've spoken about a few times on the podcast, it used to be, in my mind at least anyway, that when the security manager got a phone call at 10 o'clock or, you know, midnight on a Friday night leading into the weekend, there would be that, you know, stomach sinking feeling of, oh no, what's happened now, you know, um, and, and, and people would want to sort of hide under the bed and not answer the phone. Um, but if anything, it seems, especially with the hotel quarantine breaches and other things that we've seen going on, we should have learned by now that crises, especially for security managers, are, are an opportunity to stand up and shine, to sort of, you know, rip the shirt open and show the superhero symbol underneath and say, I've got this, and really prove the value and the worth of security. I mean, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I think I, I completely agree with you. It, it is the, the time to step up. It's been a great opportunity Um and uh, that, that's reflected in, in a lot of the, um, the responses that I've received is that um, that opportunity has been recognised and, uh, and security managers have really capitalised on that opportunity. Um, uh, they've also, also realised, I think, that um, there have been some real um, opportunities that, that they've realised in terms of the ability to use remote work to their advantage. So, um, so not only have they stepped up, but they've used the tools at their disposal. Um, one of the respondents particularly was saying, you know, we, we, we hadn't really experimented with um, maintaining our crisis structures remotely. But what this has taught us is that there are, there are many ways for us to tackle this this beast, you know, we don't necessarily have to be there face to face. So, um, so I, th I think um, I, I got the sense that it's been quite consistent in terms of um, security managers stepping forward, taking, um, you know, taking the opportunity to, to shine, if you like it, and also being really open to, um, to using new technologies, you know, to, to benefit um, their organisations from have been quite stressed and uh, and stretched. Yeah. Traditionally, the role of the security manager in many organisations has been really sort of focused around things like cameras and physical access control systems and CCTV and, you know, all those traditional security sorts of things. How do you think the role of COVID has changed that? Because it seems to me, and it's not just COVID, this is a natural transition that seems to be occurring, but it seems to me that 
security from a security manager's point of view within an organization is much less about physical security anymore and much more about a whole range of other things like uh, resilience and crisis communications and business continuity and, and things that weren't traditionally considered security roles, but more management roles. It seems that that's becoming more the domain of the security manager now. Yeah, I, I think that, that's that's a good observation. Uh, I think it's been occurring for some time, though. So I I, it, I asked a specific question around, um, you know, whether there has been a change in scope of responsibilities. And um, about 15% of the respondents said, yes, I've taken on a business continuity function. Um, uh, it, you know, a, a smaller percentage had taken on a crisis management function or a safety function, but for the vast majority, they were already involved in uh, in those areas, either um, you know uh, as the responsible party or accountable for elements of, um, of business continuity or crisis management or safety. So I, I think it's been coming for quite some time. And again, it's um, it very much depends on the resource of the organisation um, and uh, its particular industry context. But well, I I think it's it's reasonable to say these days security. It's a given that you're you're taking care of physical security needs, but very much you're a part or an owner of business continuity. You are expected to be one of the crisis coordinators, you are expected to have influence over safety because the security domain necessarily touches all of those areas, um, you know, very frequently. So, um, and I think it, uh, I didn't ask a specific question as to, um, you know, current scope of responsibilities, but but we have discussed that before. And, and I, I would say that, Virtually all of the organisations um, represented in phase use security managers for um, for crisis management. Definitely, um, probably to a slightly lesser degree for business continuity um, and and safety um, to um, to supplement what they do on the the security side. And within the security realm, you know. Um, investigations and due diligence work, the physical security, um, work in information security when there is there is um, integration going ahead. Um, my own experience to that is I, I'm involved from a governance perspective um, over information security. So um, yeah, so our, our roles uh, have grown um, and you know, we're touching more and more parts of the business, which is great. Yeah. I remember in discussions of years gone by with the late Steve Jackson, wonderful man that he was, talking to him about, you know, his role as a security manager. And I would talk to him about things like IT security and physical security and all the rest of it. And he said, look, I have people who deal with that, who are specialists in that on my team. I said, so then what, in your opinion, is the most important qualification for a security manager these days? And, and you know, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this because it seems like, an MBA is more important than a bachelor's in security science if you're going to be a security manager in a large organisation these days. What are your thoughts around that? Uh, um, I think I think an MBA is a, is a good qualification. It's a great qualification. 
Um, um, but I, I think the most important qualification um, for security managers is um, is the or the most important characteristic is the ability to influence, and um, and sometimes ha- having a, a um, completed some business studies is very helpful for understanding the motivations of the business. Um, for myself, I I completed an MBA uh, years ago, um, and then. Um, upgraded my my formal qualifications in security. I, I really felt, though, that the the security qualifications to me, um, it felt like coming home. Like I'd I'd really warranted um, that I was qualified for the job. So, so I I, I believe you know um, you should get your hand on any piece of education you can. Um, I think you should be open to it. I think security qualifications for security professionals are what set us apart, um, you know, yep. in addition to the various experiences we have. Um, um, and I think, you know, it goes without saying that you must understand that business you're in, you must be able to engage in the language of business and you must understand the motivations of the business leaders that, that you work with. So. Uh, it's a long way of, of saying, um, you know, I think all of these qualifications are important. I, I personally think the security qualifications that you can gather um, must underpin all of those other, um, you know, be- beneficial education opportunities. Yeah. And in the context of the pandemic and what's happened in the last 15 months or so, traditionally the security manager in some organisations, and it varies from group to group, but... More often than not, the security manager reports to someone within the C-suite who then carries that on forward to the CEO. How do you think what's happened with the within the context of the pandemic has changed the, the role of the security manager within the C-suite and the senior management of the company, if at all? I, I don't necessarily think that there are going to be changes in, um, in reporting lines as a result of the pandemic. Um, Within phase, there is a there is quite a split in terms of where people report. There are, um, you know, managers like myself who report in through the legal team. There are others who report into a senior operations functions. Um, there are a few um, who report directly to the the CEO, um, but it's it's very much split. And I would. I would say it's sort of probably sort of 30%, um, you know, to a legal function, you know, 30% to a very senior operations function, maybe, maybe 20%, um, you know, to, uh, um, you know, directly to the, to the CEO and then a smattering of others. Um, so it is, it is very mixed. I don't expect that to change a lot. What has changed and um, the feedback that I've received um, from the, the phase members is that um, their value and the value of security has really been reinforced through COVID-19. They, they are getting listened to more. In some cases, they're getting the opportunity to really exercise some initiative. There are a, a couple of uh, the members who've really got some progressive uh, programs um, that are kicking off as a direct result of COVID-19, which are seeking to really integrate different data feeds 
and uh, you know really support their sort of future workplace and and um, the level of support that they are able to give to the employees, not just when they're in the workplace or traveling on business, but also when they're in their home office um, or moving between home and work. So um, I think generally it's a very positive story about the opportunities that have been provided. I don't think it will necessarily um, drive too many changes in the line of reporting, but I do think that business is waking up and seeing the value and security. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, in the context of threats and opportunities out of the pandemic, just in closing, one final point you touched on there is the remote work side of things. And, you know, what sorts of challenges and opportunities has that remote working arrangement presented for a lot of the security managers within companies? Yeah, I I think, um, uh, again, one of the themes that came across, um, and it it was a little bit, a little bit, um, you know, split between managers. Some felt that the physical presence that they have enjoyed prior to the pandemic, um, that ability to get face to face, was really instrumental in their um, their influence, um, and and so they felt. Uh, some have felt a little bit disconnected and have felt that the networks that they developed have withered a little bit through this pandemic because, you know, they are they are people who really enjoy that, that face-to-face interaction and feel that they're really able to achieve a result. Others have reflected that, hey, you know, less time spent traveling, um, they've used their remote working tools really effectively. And for their type of business, um, the COVID-19 pandemic has not really undermined their ability to influence. So it is, it is very contextual um, and, you know, uh, you know, reinforces for me the fact that you, you really have to look at the business you're in and understand, um, you know, whether it's a business that um, <clears throat> really requires that face-to-face work all the time and, and uh, or whether some of these remote um, working opportunities will, will go beyond COVID-19 and you can really, you know, save time, money, um, get more reach, get more influence um, by using these tools. Fantastic. Well, look, David, thank you very much for joining us. For people who are listening to the podcast, if you would like to hear David speak about the challenges and opportunities for senior security managers and the role of security as a result of the pandemic, he will be presenting at the ASIAL Security Conference. If you would like to catch more podcasts like this one, you can go to iTunes, Spotify, Blurberry, Google Play, uh, and also all the other great places that you can find podcasts. David, thank you very much for joining us on the program. John, thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you all on the next podcast. Thank you.